Welcome to Life with Lori, coming to you direct from Gray Street at Morningside, USA. Joining Lori today is her co-host and daughter, Little Lori. And now, here's your host, Lori Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Life with Lori. As you can see, little Lori's not here again because, as I've told you before, she had just had her third little baby girl, and she's working behind the scenes. You know, they're just amazing kids. So just, you know, bear with us, and she'll be back and sit next to me. And, and um, when the, when, as the Lord leads. But today I'm so excited to have somebody that I've just come to love in a big way. And I feel like I know her, although I have to say, I've never seen one of your TikTok videos yet, but we'll talk about that in a minute because I, I just, I'm not a great social media person. But, but Christina Baker's personal message videos on social media have inspired encouraged others to find hope and discover the power of prayer. She has over 1 million followers on TikTok. Her new book, Hope in 60 Seconds, Encountering the God of the Impossible. And I understand so much. I, I know you. <laughs> and I'm like, and so Christina's book, Hope in 60 Seconds, Encountering God of the Impossible. I'm, when I say this, I mean it with all of my heart. Every single person needs this book because there are people that maybe you've gone through some of the things Christina's gone through. Maybe you have children that need this book. Maybe... You just, you will never know. I always say there's people who come along in the pathway of our lives um, that you, you give the book to. They need to know the truth, and the truth sets them free. So, Christina, welcome to Life with Lori. I'm so honored to have you. Thank you for having me. On, on so many levels. You, you'll, we, we did Jim Baker's shows already, and... I was just like, this girl, I, may I say girl, yes. young woman, <laughs> powerful, anointed, called by God, incredible. In 60 seconds, you do TikTok, yeah. right? Yep, 60 seconds, you've got a very short amount of time. And you know, with this generation, if you don't yes. catch people within three to 10, I think it's three to 10 seconds, you have to be able to catch people or they move on. It's That's just right. where people are. That's, and it, it's, so it, these. Everything's shifting and it's changing. Yeah. And with social media, I mean, there's just, we all know there's a lot of bad social media on there. But really, Jim and I have come to the conclusion that we, we are going full blown into it because there's so much on social media that's not good that we have to use every means possible, and you are an inspiration. Your book, so powerful, so anointed. I don't even know if you know how anointed and powerful you are, 
but but God shows you. And it, it, I could go on and on, but I want every single person to order at least one of Christina's for first book, and actually your publisher is the same one that published my book, more than I could wow. ever ask, same publisher. Um, but the book is it, it's so powerful. So one book for $25, three, that's, you know, my favorite, three books, $65. I would get as many as you can, whatever you can. But, you know, you said something on a Jim Baker show that was so powerful because this has always been my deal. Uh, for 20-something years, we've been doing Christian, you know, television, and I know we reach the masses. I know we reach, I don't know how many, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. But I don't, I don't see all the thought. When I look into that camera, I see you. It won. And you said that, didn't you? Because when you are the one that Jesus sees and the moment you lock eyes with him, you never forget that moment. Never. And it's the woman at the well moment. It was, yes. That's what she experienced at the well with Jesus yes. was this man with eyes of fire just locked eyes with me and I'll never be the same because once you've been touched by the love of God, right. you are that one yes. and you're never the same. You no, never see life never the, the same. same. You never look at people the same. Never. You yeah. never look at even just, you, you'll never look at any person in your life the same after you've been touched by his love, but it's when you lock eyes with Jesus. And you fall so deeply in love with him, right? Yeah. That moment when yeah. you fall so deeply in love with him, with Jesus. There's just nothing like it. And and I I know your story. I read the book, every <laughs> single word of her book. But um Christina, from the time you I can relate to you on so many levels, but I mean, I call my story sex, drugs, rock and roll, the whole thing, everything you can possibly ever imagine. So when I'm reading yours, I'm like, this girl's been through. She's, she's, when you said, you know, maybe a little weed or, you know, to hardcore drugs, I knew what you meant. I'm like, me too. And there's a lot of us out there. Right? Yeah. And, you know, it starts off with a little bit of weed. Yeah. A little, it's the gateway, you know. It you, is the gateway. It, it, one little door opens. And isn't it that much how life is? Like, yes. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. That's Ab what the scriptures say. And so it's a little bit of here, a little bit of there. But what the enemy does is he starts to widen that gate to one, one day. And that's where I woke up one morning and I was like, where am I? And how have I gotten so deep into this where I'm, you know, doing meth and I'm yes. taking about 12 different kinds of pills and I'm smoking weed the moment I wake up to calm down and yes. then I'm snorting cocaine all day just to, yes. to, to feel that high that I need to feel because there's so much pain on the inside of me that I don't know how to numb that pain and I don't know how to tell that thing to shut up. So, so I, you just keep going and the gate gets wider and wider and wider and that gate, the Bible talks about how it leads to death. Yes. One day you wake up and... and and, and that's where I woke up one day. It was like, if I don't make a change right now, mm -hmm. 
I'm not going to make it out of this alive, That's but right. I don't know how to make the change until someone came to me with the answer. I won't get ahead of us, but... But you yeah. weren't born and raised in church. No. My mom was a non-practicing Catholic. My dad was an atheist. He's an intellect, came from that kind of family, very cerebral people. Everything was by logic. So I, I, I'd never heard the gospel message. We didn't go to church. I'd never, you know, opened a Bible until, you know, later on in life. And so that was very foreign to me, Lori. Very, I'm sure. I, 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 I mean, you think that everyone in the United States of America has been exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ, but you actually weren't. No, no. And I say this all the time, like the church came to me. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have stepped foot in a, into a church. No. One, because of the shame that I carried. Right. I carried shame and condemnation. Sure. I just wore that cloak all of my life. Yeah. And the church came to me. There was a, there was a group of people that were praying in a break room and God highlighted them to, highlighted me to them. And this man, as I was contemplating suicide, taps me on the shoulder and is like, I have a word from the Lord for you. And I've, even though I've never been presented with truth, when you're confronted with truth himself, you know it's truth. Yes. But we have a decision whether we want to accept truth, right. Jesus, or if we want to turn away from him, which is what I did most of my life. Yes. I, I called him the beach ball God. Oh. Because all of my life, God was like, I felt like he was like this beach ball under the water that I'd like try to keep down with a foot, keep mm -hmm. down with a hand, mm -hmm. an elbow. And he, this beach ball kept trying to come up. And I, even though I tried to suppress the truth of who he was in my life, there was a, there was a divine moment where mm -hmm. everything, and it came at that moment in that break room where that beach ball came flying up and never went under the water again. Mm, that's beautiful. He is the beach ball God who we cannot, we cannot hide him. No. We cannot suppress him because when divine timing collides with our life, yes. nothing stops him. That's it, for a fact. <laughs> and this is what I love so much about you is that when you, you literally fell in love with Jesus, and, and when you became born again, I, because I, I, we just did the Jim Baker show, so I, and I read your book. <laughs> but, but when you became born again, you became a fanatic. <laughs> yes, I was so zealous. I, me too. <laughs> I was too. Radical. And radical. And they're like, oh, well, now she's going to try Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Now let's see how long that lasts, you know. But I was telling everybody, and they're telling me, settle down, settle down. What about you? Well, I had been living for the devil for most of my life. So I was radical for the devil. I was like, I've lived my life for evil, doing evil. And the Bible talks about that too. It's like, I would wake up and it's like, you're already contemplating how are you going to do the next evil thing? Like, whether, whatever it may be, it's like, how am I going to get whatever? And when I got that, when I received that rev revelation that he was always there, he always loved me. He was actually the one protecting me so that I could get to this moment yes. with my life. Yes. How could I not live for him as zealous as I was for the devil right. in the world? Exactly. I mean, people used to tell me, whenever I'm around you, Christina, it's like, I just do bad because I was, I was 
always the one kind of leading. I'm just going to be real with you, Lori. I mean, I, I was I, always we re always real. I'm just like you got people. I was always like. I was always somehow able to get everybody to do drugs with me yes. and always, you know, I understand that. get the, you know, everybody, the people that had never done drugs before. I'm like, come on, let's all do drugs together for the first time. And, and it was like, I was going in that direction, but isn't that what God does? He doesn't really change. He doesn't change our nature. And he did that with Paul. He just goes, okay, here, let's turn you around just a quick 180. And he still uses that, those things that we were before, that's right. He just puts it in a different direction towards the cross. And that's what, that's what happened with me at that moment. It was just so right. When I had that revelation of you've been here the whole time, how could I not shout from the rooftops yes. that you are real, yes. that you are good, that you will yes. deliver, that you will heal, that you will restore, that you will redeem, that you'll do all these things. Because if you've done it for me, you'll do it for anybody. That's right. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. We, I mean, that's a Christian need, but, but we, we, pray, we give him all the glory. You know, I read in your book, Christina, that, that you almost had an abortion. Would you Yeah, talk? I would. Absolutely. People that know my story know that I went through five abortions. Yeah. Had to have a complete hysterectomy at the age of 22 oh, as a result of the last abortion, they say back in the 70s, because everybody was doing yeah. it, yeah. is what, you know, the lie was. Yeah. Tell me about your... Yeah. So I'm, I'm really passionate about seeing people, not seeing people who are fo for who they are in this season, because we step into people's lives on page 125, but God's already in page 1,000. Yeah. So and I'm good. so passionate because I'm like, who you are, and maybe you're, you're I would just, if I can just share this with your audience, yes, like please. who you are and maybe what you may be going through right now mm -hmm. or what you're facing right now mm -hmm. is just chapter two, chapter three. It is, it is only a part of the story. And the Lord sees you in the tomorrow. He sees already the restoration. He sees where you're going. You may be listening to this and thinking that, well, God can't restore this part of my life. Right. But God has already, just as the scriptures say, he's already put a ram in the bush. He's already got something there prepared for you. And all he's waiting for is for you to step out and take hold of that thing. That's and right. sometimes it's just coming to the Lord, bare, just bare hands and just going, God, I have nothing to give you, but here I am. Yes. And I'm passionate about that, Lori, because I was on my way out to have I had scheduled my abortion in Houston, Texas. And when you're in the world, like you're told, like babies are just Tissue. a clump of cells. Cl that's right. And I'm thinking like, who's an embryo to dictate my life? I'm 21 years old. Like I have, I'm not, I never even wanted kids to begin with. And so it was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to allow for this to dictate my life. And I'm on my way out and my drug dealer's girlfriend pounding on the door and it's quite a story. You got to get the book and hear the whole thing. Go. Anyway, <laughs> Lori, yes, it is. She, cause she's huge pregnant. She has two babies in tow. And we go into the, into the apartment and we go into the bathroom and she's like, she pulls out this Walmart bag with a brown file in it. And I'm like, I got to go. And she was like, I need you to read this. And so I'm reading through this and it said the state of Texas versus this doctor. And I don't know what I'm reading. And then I see that this 
15-year-old dies on the table having an abortion. And so the family is suing this doctor for malpractice. And then she was like, look at the name. And it was the doctor I was going to see that day in Houston. And so that's what God, you know, I didn't know the Lord, but I know that's what he used to kind of put something, there was something that happened in that moment of like, oh, this could be me. And then she pulls me, and this is my drug dealer's girlfriend, pulls, grabs my collar, pulls me in, and she says, I know you don't believe in God, but I'm asking you not to kill this child. And I'm like, Demetrius, I can't provide, I can't provide for a baby. And she says, I'm asking you right now, do not kill this child. My God will provide for this baby. And I collapse on the floor when I know it was the presence of the Lord you know, not knowing in that moment, something compelled me in that moment where it was like arrested me in this moment of darkness. Yes. And she's, I'm weeping and she's like, the Lord, my God is going to take care of this baby. And I ended up keeping this baby boy, seven pound, three ounces, comes Mm. barreling into my world. (laughs) I named him Evan. And I found out many years later, Lori, that his name means God has given grace. God has shown favor. Yes. It was that baby boy that God put in my life for me to, because I, you know, I didn't value my life enough to stay here. Right. But I valued my li- life enough because when, when I looked at this child, it was like, like every mother experiences, it's like, you have this love that is like, oh my gosh, like I'll do anything for you. And that was what the Lord used to bring me to meet the King. It was Evan. So he showed me favor He gave me grace in my darkest moment. And it was, I titled that chapter when grace meets darkness because his grace met me in my darkest and I darkness, darkest moments. And I didn't even know him. You didn't even know him. And prior to this, and we only have a few minutes, but prior to this, all of this, you were what Jim refers to as a goth back in the day. You were, you, everything was dark. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was into the, you know, heavy metal, all black clothing, Marilyn Manson. They called it like death metal. Yes. And so all of my friends were, you know, into cutting ourselves, cutting our arms, cutting, you know, it was just, people would ask me like, why, why would somebody want to cut themselves? And as, as vulgar as it sounds, when you feel dead inside, that was the only reminder that I was still alive. So when you live that way for 20 plus years of your life and you Mm. feel like a corpse walking around. Mm. And then all of a sudden, Jesus steps into that room in that break room at that job and life himself stepped into me. And I had never experienced that before. Mm. I hadn't been able to cry for 15 years. I didn't, I was like, people would ask me, do you ever cry? I could not cry. And for the first time in my life, tears began to flow, which that in and of itself was a miracle. Mm -hmm. Being able to cry. Mm -hmm. It was like the Lord was thawing out my hard heart Mm -hmm. for so many years. So yes, he was, he was absolutely. You, you, um, there's just so much I want. I just want to say, I, I really mean this. And I, I'm not saying I want, I want Christina just to minister to you, but I'm telling you, you've got to get the book. You have to, because there's somebody, there's somebody that in your life, whether you know it or not, that needs this, because this book is a book of hope. It was so powerful. Your mother, 
your stepfather, sending you off to your birth dad, right? Yeah. I showed up at 15 years old in the Kahului Airport in Maui, Hawaii. Okay, so when was the last time that, that you saw him? Ten years. My parents divorced, and my mom remarried a man who was Bolivian, which is in South America, so she, they moved the family to the heart of South America. We were there for, for years, and my stepdad couldn't deal with me anymore. And so he, my mom had to make a hard choice, Lori, of like, of either allow this man to kill my daughter, yeah. or I let her go. Mm-hmm. And she let me go, and I'm so thankful she did. Yeah. And my, when my dad and I, when I ended up in, in Maui, the last memory that I had of my dad was him in a suit because he worked for, at an oil company. He was very successful. Very successful. Uh, also lived a double life, had a bad Coke problem. You know, like a lot of, there are a lot of executives that, you know, live a certain life and have this life underneath the surface that nobody knows about disguising the pain. And so I kind of followed in his footsteps as well. And when I showed up on at in Maui, uh, we get into his pickup truck and he's like, I need to tell you something. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I'm homeless and I'm living in a tent on the beach. And so I had never, it was like the curtains were ripped. We all have that moment in life. We're like, welcome to the real world. Yes. And at a young age, you know, just all the things that come with that, the trauma and just the things that you're, you're trying to process this in a young mind, but you go into survival mode. And a lot of people who have walked through trauma understand that every, not even every minute, but every second of your life, you are surviving it. You're busy trying to survive. Your mind goes, your mind, your body, every part of you goes into, I have to survive this. I have to get through this. If not, I won't get out of this alive. And so that, that would begin the, you know, the fight or flight. Everything that I did was fight or flight. Everything that I did was from a place of trauma and pain because I had to protect myself. Absolutely. I, I, I completely you know. understand that. And I, I believe that most people understand that. Most people have been through trauma. And you're right, you either fight or flight. And a lot of people just kind of go away. And, and when you talk about suicide, you were planning, you had your plans, you had, it, you had it mapped out how you were going to take your life before you had your precious Evan, your precious boy. How beautiful, what a beautiful gift. And, and now, Christina, from what I've been told, now I'm going to be watching you on TikTok, okay? <laughs> Some of you are going to show me how to do it. Um, <laughs> but you have over, what, a million followers on TikTok? And tell me real quick. Yeah. Yeah, so these, I actually had a dream in March of 2020 when the pandemic started. The Lord gives me a dream about getting onto social media and just showed me the darkness hovering over just that, just technology. And I was like, all right, Lord, let's get on there. And just because the stuff, when you get on there, it's just, there is a lot of darkness. There is. But I just had this, God just put this thing in my heart where it was like, Lord, we've got to bring these people in. Like, if it's not us, then who? We are, God put the church, the body of Christ in the world 
to bring the nets in. Sick. And if we don't go, who will? If we, you know, I just felt like we cannot continue to stay in our little bubbles of like, here we are with our, we've, it's great to have that, but we've got to go out and bring them out of the dark Absolutely. places. Because if we don't get a hold of them, another, another religion will, or That's another right. thing will, or That's the drugs right. will, or the lifestyle will, or the industry will. And it's like, we are the answer. We are the, he is the answer. Yes. But he put us in the world mm -hmm. so that we could be the ones to say, hey, I can give you the answer. Come this way. Come this way and follow him. And so you're saying in 60 seconds, you go on TikTok and you, and just 60 seconds. That's amazing. To bring hope, right? In, in one moment, it's, I, I say this, Lori, it's like, he only needs a moment. And anything that we say, that's why Paul said, like, I didn't come with clever speech. I don't have to say anything clever. I don't even have to bring an amazing theological discourse. Anything we say under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, God is going to impact that heart. And he doesn't even need 60 seconds. Five seconds, God, God will take five seconds. And if the anointing is there, if the power of the Holy Spirit is there, God takes it, takes it and brings it in. Yes. And it's that, that's it. It's the anointing. When we come in, we're like, God, we're nothing without you. Right. If you don't show up, nothing happens. He comes in. He's like, let me pull him in. And he does it. And it's his presence that it brings is them. His, his glory. But what I really would love to have you do is look into the camera and pray Absolutely. as we close. And the scriptures tell us in Hebrews that he foreknew us before the foundations of the world. And so it's not too late. I hear the Lord saying that right now. It's not too late. You're not too old. You're not too far. Your kids aren't too far off. That thing that you've been praying for is not as far gone as you really think it is. And God wants to give you hope today. So right where you are, open up your hands or lift your hand just yes. as a place to surrender. Yes. And let's just invite the Holy Ghost yes. to come into your situation yes. and change the course of history. So Father, mm. right now, mm. I thank you for this person, God. You yes. see them right where they are. Yes. You are El Roy. You are the God who sees them. So I pray right now, God, that you would send arrows of fire into their heart right now, God. Arrows of hope that would go in. Yes. And I thank you for the harvest, the fruit that is gonna come from this season of their life. Father, we ask that you would break the power of hope deferred. Yes. And I pray for the Holy Ghost to fill them to overflowing. Lord, I pray for your manifest presence to come on them right now. And I thank you, Lord, for breaking the power of depression, the power of fear, the power of anxiety. And Lord, I just pray, impart your spirit in them right now that rivers of living water would flow from their belly. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' Amen. mighty name. Amen. Amen. Christina, you are, you are a blessing to the, to the body of Christ. We are so grateful to the Lord for what he has done in your life. Everybody get her book. I mean it, get it. You're gonna, it's gonna, it gave me hope. It gave me hope. And you know my life scripture that I chose for my life as I autograph books and is Romans 8, 28. That we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And when you're in a dark place, you can't figure out how all things, he uses all things to work together for good. Yes, he does. Just like he Lord. did for you.
and he's using you mightily. And you, you're all kind of just getting introduced to her. She has a million followers on TikTok. I suggest you figure it out. And, and, and if you don't know how to, just do it. Because we got to take the airways back yes, that's right. from that's right. Satan. Thank you, Lord. In Thank Jesus' you, Lord. name. Okay, you, I'm so Thank over you, I love you. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, love you so much. Thank, Thank you for being with us. We Thank love you. you. We're praying for you. Thank you. So we'll see you next time. Life with Lori. Bye-bye.